Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Web Chatham Report, episode 49. so long. I missed it. It's been three weeks. I know. I am so sorry. My friend Nikki was asking me if I was going to keep doing this, uh, if, if I had given up, but no, I have not given up. I was just immersed in an intense project of completely rearranging my studio, and it took three entire weekends. <laughs> it's amazing. I had to dismantle a lot of stuff. I had to move stuff to storage. I had to take everything out of the room. I had to rebuild the shelves. I have this modular shelving system called Cubitech that I've had for about well over 10 years now. And uh, this is probably its 10th incarnation of shapes across, let's see, Brookline, Soho, Williamsburg in here. So this is the fourth house I've had this stuff in. And, uh, it's holding up pretty good, and it's in a new shape. It's in a giant T-shape, and the studio is amazing. This room is really weirdly shaped. It's got, like, a pole in the middle of the room that makes it really hard to, like, get any sort of flow or feng shui. And then on the opposite side, it's got the two windows, and I want to be able to see out the windows, but I wanted a big open space. And as you guys knew, I was talking about as I'm working on this record, I didn't have access to any of my actual musical instruments because they were all on the other side of the room from the window where I worked. And so I'd been thinking I would rearrange the whole room for a while now. And uh, I was actually going to do the whole thing this weekend. I took a day off. I took Friday off. And I was like, okay, four days of intensive work. But the last few weekends, I just got started. And now it's all set up. I mean, today will be the last day of wiring. I'm still wiring some of the instruments. And I got a, a breakout box. <laughs> I have a universal Apollo twin audio interface. And uh, it, it's just, I always said it's a 10-channel interface. But I've only ever used two channels because it's got two XLR inputs. And then this optical ADAT input, which I never used. So I did all this research. And I realized that if I bought this $200 box from Behringer, I could have eight more inputs on my audio device and I could record simultaneously 10 tracks, which is just amazing. So I bought that. It came today. Uh, everything's arranged. Everything's placed. All my synths are here. I had to buy a bunch of sort of different synth stands, risers, and that's all done. So now I got to wire in that breakout box every, and then a few other minor things. A lot of my little handheld noise devices, like I have a little handheld plucked sort of zither thing and uh, a thingamajoops by Thing Labs and uh, one of those uh, pocket operators. And, you know, stuff like that, the, the xylophone, <laughs> this, I mean, the stylophone and the xylophone, I have, I have one of each. So that stuff isn't really mic'd yet, and I haven't done the guitars yet, but I've done all the keyboards. I got my MIDI keyboard working, I got my, my Nord Lead, my old Ace Tone, my Farfisa, my Rhodes, my Moog Rogue, Moog Rogue, excuse me, my uh, Mini Brute, my drum machine, it's all hooked up, it's amazing! I love it so much, uh, it's just, it's the best, and... 
uh, it's really been obsessing me. There's still stuff to do. Emma wants to, Emma's deeply invested in this project. It's really funny. She's been, she made me slightly adjust the, the layout of the room so she'd have proper places to sit and talk to me. So there's a living area and then there's a little area. The, the, the window nook is now got a couch for her to sit in. My desk is not in the nook, but it's protrudes out of the room so I can see out the windows still. But I have one big open space. I can wheel around it and I can get to all my instruments and it's the best. I swear to God, I'm so happy. I, I didn't even really want to do the podcast this week because I still have some more stuff to do, but I need to get everything done and I need to get this podcast done and, and my words done and all the wiring done today so that tomorrow I can redo the vocals for my newest song on my album. It's called Monster. It's great, uh, but the vocals are really anemic, so I wanted to redo them. And so I needed to get all this done, which is why I started three weeks ago instead of this weekend. So, yeah, that's that's the main thing that's going on here in Chapel Hill. It's consumed me, and it's fantastic. I, I was really sore for a long time. Every weekend I've been lugging a lot of stuff. The shelving's really heavy. I moved, you know, 10 banker's boxes of old magazines to my storage unit. Although I think I can bring them back. I have about seven shelves still that are empty so there's some promise there i might be able to bring them back but uh yeah it's all done and i it's it, the great thing is there's a jane proof part of the room still but that is the living area so it's got like my my flat file coffee table on wheels and all my coffee table books and the symbols and all my records she's become obsessed with the stickers on the record crates so you know that whole side of the room is blocked off but the side of the room with all the instruments it's generally pretty jane friendly and she can play the instruments so she's really into the roads and the farfisa and then i got a midi controller hooked up to my computer and i have a little song in logic called jane's piano and i just close whatever i'm working on and open up jane's piano and she just plays on the piano and i got this set of chimes that she's really into too it's just a cheap 20 dollars set of chimes off of uh, amazon yeah i don't buy expensive stuff i have a lot of interesting instruments but nothing's really expensive i, I bought it all used i don't think about oh i bought the mini brute new at the height of my wealth but the nord lead i bought from my friend adam the ace tune I got from this old band, Turkish Delight, that left it in the practice space. Uh, the Farfisa I bought from my friend Jared. The Rhodes I bought from my friend Gabe. Uh, the Moog I just bought from my friend Josh. So that Moog is the old elevator drops Moog, which is pretty exciting. Josh has been in uh, this band on mute called Shadow Party now. So I think he's got some good new gear, which is why he was willing to sell this to me. He wanted to keep it in the family. So thank you, Josh. That's pretty exciting. And now it's everything's hooked up. And it's the best. And I'm so, so happy. What else is going on in Chatham County? We found a new Mexican restaurant. That's pretty exciting. It was delicious. I feel bad because I have a very strong affinity for the Mexican restaurant right by our house, but it is undeniable this other one's better, so we'll be going there a bunch again. And we had some people over two weekends ago, two sets of the neighbors, the next-door neighbors, and four houses down. And we drank out on our screen porch, and it was lovely. It was a great night. It's been great. Oh, I got my gong. My gong is hanging up. There's my Chinese and my Korean gong. It was a gift from Chael Samsung when we bought the company. Oh, that's great. This room is amazing now. It really is. Come visit. It's it's really fantastic. Uh, yeah, let's see. Went to New York, I think, twice since I talked to you guys last. I can't even remember everything I did. 
Oh yeah, okay, I got it. So not this last visit, but the visit before, I had dinner with my old friend Jillian, which was amazing. I haven't seen her in years and years and years, and it was really great. And I had never put together before that her boyfriend Ryan was the Ryan, who is my friend Gibby's partner in Deus Records, which is pretty crazy. I didn't, I mean, I should have put it together. It was really obvious in hindsight, but I never did. And we talked a lot about her job, which is amazing. And we had some great food, and that was just a lovely night. And I went to got home back to the hotel early, and I just read my book, and it was. It was wonderful. And then the other night, I saw my old partner at my old Quotidian Ventures VC job, uh, Evan. That was good. And then I had dinner with my friend Nikki, which was awesome. And that was a good trip. I, I've been trying to not overextend myself. Well, I was trying on that trip. I didn't really succeed on the next trip. This last trip, oh my God, I saw so many people. I, it was a little overwhelming, but I was like, I'm just going to do it all. I don't even care. So I saw the first night I went and had a drink with my friend DMD, David Michelle Davies, who runs the Webby Awards and a bunch of other award shows. And that was really good. And then we took a car to Brooklyn together and I met up with um, Ari Shadahi, who I used to work with at Tumblr and he's doing some cool stuff now. So we caught up on some stuff. I introduced him to a startup that I think him and his friend are going to invest in. So that was pretty awesome. And Ari and I have a little LLC with our friend Danielle, who we all did a house together. House is a new aperitif that my friend Helena is doing out of a winery up north of San Francisco in wine country. It's it's amazing. They have two flavors out now. I have a discount code, actually. So if you want any uh, house of the new flavor, drop me a line. I will hook you up with my discount code. I've got both flavors now. They're, they're lovely. We had some with the neighbors. Is this advertising? I guess this might be advertising. I wonder if the FCC would be like, you have to disclose. I just did disclose that I invested in them, though. So anyway, you know that. Uh, so Ari was great. And then my friend Doug Pfeffer was like, look, man, this is the last time you could see me before I have my baby. His wife is due next week. So I also in Brooklyn, trucked over to the bar by his house. And we had, we caught up and talked about the imminent arrival of his child, which is very exciting. It's going to be amazing to see Doug as a father. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. So that was good. Back to the hotel, back to bed. Next day, I saw my friend Ash, who also does PR for Time Hop. We haven't really been using him since the... Uh, the hack but he, he did all our crisis comms for that stuff and I keep him on board because we'll be doing a bunch of PR soon so I want, we want to talk about that and he's English and he needs to do some stuff for certain English government officials so we talked a lot about the the Brexit craziness uh, Boris Johnson suspending parliament it happened like the night before so we caught up about that that was pretty cool and some other stuff I like I like talking to Ash because we can talk politics press and and uh, uh, tech so that was fun in the evening, I really went for it. I saw my friend Scott Beal, who is with another friend of his, who is uh, also starting another liquor company. He does some beer importing now, and we talked about that, offered to help them out. And then I met up with Allison Flood, and we talked about her job and a bunch of events she's doing. And then, uh, this is fun. So I saw Nikki again, but we decided we had decided when we had dinner two weeks earlier that we should see a couple old friends of ours. So uh, Justin and Phil came by. So Justin, Phil, and Nikki all had, did stuff with Barbarian. Uh, Justin and Phil worked there, and Nikki did a lot of photography freelancing for us. And I met them all through one of the earliest Barbarians, this guy, Joe, who we lost because he moved to New York before we had a New York office. And so, I mean, I had, I see Nikki with some regularity. We talk a lot. I see Justin every once in a while. But I hadn't seen Phil in years, so that was amazing. It was really great. Uh, that was super fun. And then Danielle came by with her friends Kat and Kristen, I think. Uh, Kristen left early, but Kat's stuck around so that was really cool uh they went off it was gonna be cat's birthday the next day they were going off to santa fe so that was fun 
And yeah, and then oh, the Do Stuff peeps came by. That was really cool. So uh, Kristen and Ross from Do Stuff, which is you know a network of sites, Do NYC in New York, and Do Six One Seven in Boston. I think a lot most of my listeners are in the towns. Do LA, Do Five One Two in Austin. Uh, yeah, so we talked to them for a while. That was really good. It was a great night. A lot of people, a lot of stuff. I did that weekend, and it was fun. Then I came home and I was exhausted, pooped. Uh, Saw my wife, saw my baby, hung out with them, woke up the next morning, and I had Friday off, so I just dove right back into studio redesign, which I've basically been working on since, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Jane is doing great. She had her 22nd month birthday on Tuesday, so she'll be two in October. She's she's so close. Uh, She's generally pretty lovely. She's teething, so she gets some pain sometimes. She's still prone to fits now and again. She still has her ear-piercing banshee wail. She smiles and flips her banshee well. Because I live to the letter to the lover. Uh, what is that? Oh, yeah, Terror Couple Kill Colonel by Bauhaus. Uh, she's learning words all the time. It's crazy. I mean, she, you know, we, there's this workbook Emma's got, and it said that, that around this age, they should know about 200 words. By two years old, they should know 200 words. And I think she'll pretty easily hit 200 words by by October. So, yeah, she's she's crazy, and she loves playing my pianos. It's fun. And uh, Janet, my mother-in-law, said that Jane was quite a pleasure while I was gone this week. So good for you, Jane. Don't piss off your grandparents. Music. Let's see. Discogs orders. I accidentally ordered two of the LP box set by New Order and Liam Gillick called So It Goes, which is sort of a New Order live with a synth orchestra. I think it's a three LP set. I sold it, but I... Discogs miscalculated the shipping to the Europe. The guy that bought it was in Europe and it was like way, way off. So I had to tell him, I'm sorry, the shipping isn't even close. And so he canceled that order. So I do have this extra box set of New Order uh, live 3LP set from last this year. It's great. If anybody wants it, let me know. I will bring it to you or something. Uh, I sold the In Good Company soundtrack, which I know nothing about. It was one of Emma's CDs that I was selling for her, so she she got that sold. And I sold The Freed Man by Sebado, which I was very sad about because I don't own it on vinyl, so I might have to buy that on vinyl now. I have not seen a live show in ages since the Merge stuff. Uh, it's going to be a while. Oh, yeah, no, Ride is coming up soon, so that'll be awesome. I think some friends are coming down for that. And the legendary Pink Dots are coming, and Swerve Driver is coming to the small room in Cat's Cradle, which is very exciting. I finished, uh, in music, I finished my Kraut Rock review. I listened to Cluster 71. I listened to two Popol Vuh albums, Affenstrund and In the Garden of the Pharaoh. Those two, Popol Vuh is like it. I love Popol Vuh. And I actually had a suspicion this was the case because there's a Flying Saucer Attack song called Popol Vuh that I loved like 10 years ago. So now I get it and I love it. And I listened to two Amandul 2 albums, Yeti and Carnival of Babylon. Not as much into Amandul 2. It feels a little, doesn't feel as timeless as Cluster and Popol Vuh and Faust and Noi. But uh, that, yeah, that was good. And I listened to a bunch of other stuff because it has been three weeks, so I, I spent a day, two days actually, with a new Taylor Swift album, Lover, one day while I was working on my studio, and then uh, this is last Tuesday in New York, walking around, and you know, that woman, she just needs to break up with Jack Antonoff, uh, and I don't mean break up in a romantic sense, I'm not implying anything dramatic there, but like, uh, it's just it's two albums with him now, and it's like, he's just, I don't know, he's not my style, man, I, he, I don't think he does her justice, and I, I feel like she, the, the production is the weak spot on this album and it could have been produced more interestingly and it really bummed me out there's some good songs on it though i actually really like the song lover and the archer and uh the one about her mom soon you'll get better and a couple others but some of them i'm just like oof boy yeah you could cut that one 
to have a palate cleanser after that, I listened to the new Blank Mass album, Animated Violence Mild, which was fantastic. Oh my God, the first two songs are like the greatest thing if you're into noise rock, I guess, but uh, it was just amazing. Uh, Blank Mass is the side project of one of the guys in Fuck Buttons, and it is fantastic. Now, I listened to the new Ride album. Got it on vinyl and uh, listened to it on vinyl and listened to it on Walking Around. It's called This Is Not A Safe Place. I really like about half of it. I really like that they're, they're two things I really like about it. One, they're bringing back sort of the 60s vibe stuff from the late period ride that they really ignored in their live shows. Like, I don't know where it comes from, stuff like that. They're, they're It's got like a little bit of that. How does it feel to feel? Some stuff like that going in. And two, you can just tell they're enjoying themselves. It's just nice now. It's like chill. It's like loose. It feels good. It's, it's not, a, it feels less stressed out than the last uh, post-reunion album. Uh, there's a new Death Cab single called To the Ground. I never even loved Death Cab. And I, I, I was listening to my release radar playlist and it came on. I was like, this is great. I really like it. So I'm kind of excited for that album. My friend Kellyanne told me to listen to an album called Whack World by Tierra Whack, which is great. It's very short and all the songs are very short. And I haven't listened to the lyrics yet, but uh, I really like the feel of it. So I'll be giving that some more listens lately. Uh, I gave the new Hold Steady a listen. I gave it two listens. Actually, that's not true. I've listened to it like five times now. And I was like, eh, I don't really care and then i read the pitchfork review and it was like this album's awesome so i was like i need to like pay more attention to this so another day wednesday in new york i just walked around with it in my headphones i was like okay yeah this is growing on me i'm happy it's here i'm into it and i listened to the new bonnie Vare. i i uh, only twice now and i'm like this is good i started a couple tracks but uh, i think i need more i definitely like it more in the last one though i listened to the new violent femmes hotel last resort twice and i'm like it's okay they did an ep about two years ago that i liked a lot more so i don't know i'll give it another shot but i'm not really loving that new album by russian circles called blood year that it was great (laughs) i think i'm just really into like noisy post-rock metal these days which is weird i never really thought of myself a metal guy but i I guess i backdoored into it through post-rock and noise rock uh there's a new angel olsen single all mirrors that i really liked i'm very excited for that album somebody recommended i think i can't remember who did but somebody recommended florist to me might an og uh, and so i listened to emily alone and it was fantastic that is a great record i need to listen to it like nine more times there's a new haynes single called summer girl that i just is catchy as hell and i'm really into it and it's like very lou reed inspired and it's it's awesome so that, that's a good one i listened to the new lloyd cole album guest work uh, guest work and there are about three or four songs i love on it but i need to listen to that some more uh, the first one they did an advanced single I talked about before called Violins, and that is far and away my favorite at this point. But that's probably because I've just listened to it the most, so we'll see there. And then I listened to the best of 10cc because of Stephen Morris from Joy Division's autobiography that I read like about a month ago, and how much he loved 10cc when he was a kid. And I was like, oh yeah, what's well, got that? I'm not in love song from Guardians of the Galaxy. So I was like, yeah, I'll give that a listen. Also, when I was a kid, I really loved Cry by Godly and Cream. It was a hit single probably when I was like 13 or 14 I would say like 85 or 86 it's not on Spotify though sadly it's like you don't know how to ease my pain you don't know you don't know how to ease my pain anyway I loved that song I have the seven inch and so I was like well it's godly and cream there from 10cc um also, the reason uh, Stephen Morris mentions him in his autobiography so much is because they owned this studio in Manchester called Strawberry Studios, which is where all the early Joy Division was recorded, and a lot of other stuff. Darudy called him, I think even the Smiths, and he was like, 10cc, man, props to them. They made a bunch of money, and they 
pumped it back into like the Manchester music scene and half of the Manchester stuff everybody knows and loves. We have 10cc to thank for their studio for it. And I was like, all right, man, props to them, keeping it real and supporting the scene. So that was, that was you know, I figured I should give them my point oh 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 seven cents from a Spotify spin. Yeah, so that was about it for music. It's a lot to take in, I know. I'm going a little fast, I know. I'm just so excited about this studio, you know. I can't really help it. Uh, and it's been three weeks, so there's a lot of music to get through, and I just kind of plowed through it. But, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff. It's pretty exciting. Uh, television. <laughs> I have a note here, Apple TV new screensavers, because about three weeks ago, there were new screensavers in the Apple TV, and Emma and I just sat there watching a mesmerized, and she's learned all the light touch controls you can do on the remote to, like, cycle through the screensavers and label them without actually, like, leaving screensaver mode. Something they should do on OS X, by the way. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But uh, we were really mesmerized by those, and there's some really great ones. You can see Rally Room Chapel Hill in one of them, too, which is pretty exciting. We watched all of Glow. It was very good, but kind of painful, and I did not like the ending. But other than that, I thought it was it was solid. Uh, I didn't read any reviews of it, but I saw a headline of one review that was like, "This season of Glow gives a chance to like delve into their lives," and that is definitely what's going on. There's way less wrestling and way more personal lives, uh, and it was a good time. I enjoyed it. We watch, We are currently watching what we do in the shadows, the TV series adapted from the film of the same name, and it is good. It is eighty five percent as good as the movie, but it's pretty funny. There's some hilarious moments, but every once in a while you're kind of a little bit bored. But you know, it's like ten episodes, half hour. You can plow through it. We're almost done. We are still working on Adventure Time to catch up to where I picked up in Season 5. And, uh, yeah, but we watch those every once in a while still, and we need, like, one more 15-minute thing before it's my bedtime. And we are watching The Boys on Amazon. A lot of other people were watching this, too, so I gave it a shot, which is, like, sort of bad superheroes. Uh, I did not realize it had Carl Urban in it, and he is fantastic, and he's really good. And the woman who plays Starlight, I don't know, I've never seen her in anything, but she was very good as well. So we're enjoying that. I think we've got two episodes left. We'll probably finish it this weekend but uh it's dark it's bloody but it's hilarious and it, it's what i needed at this moment in my mild tv watching time movies uh so back right at the beginning of this three-week period i finished up that problematic marvel cinematic universe kick i was on i'll remember what happened where and everything so i rewatched iron man 3 and thor 2 and that is done i think finally I, i've rewatched everything old and i'm up to speed and now i can just forget about the mcu for like nine months until i'm like what where, when did that happen which stone is which now because it's too much to actually remember and i'll forget it all again but it's all in my head right now so that's something Emma was watching Veronica Mars, the TV show. She watches it at night after I go to bed while she's working. And uh, But she got to the movie, and I was like, all right, I'll watch the movie. So I just get some sense of this thing that you love so much and other friends of mine love. So I watched the Veronica Mars movie with her. That was kind of okay. It was, it was fine. It was good. And then one night on our anniversary, actually, it was our anniversary. Yes, Emma and I have been married for six years now. So that was exciting, and we were like, just hell or high water, we're getting out of the house, and so we got a babysitter, and we went out, and we got dinner, and then we're like, we're going to a movie, but there was like literally nothing we wanted to see out, so we ended up watching The Kitchen just for the cast, and it was okay, it was good, it wasn't great, uh, what's her name, Peggy, Peggy Olson, is that her name, for Mad Men? Elizabeth uh, Moss, also from 
that show, Handmaid's Tale, Elizabeth Moss. She was fantastic in it. And uh, the other ones are good, but I've seen them in stuff that were better. Melissa McCarthy was very good, but not as good as some other stuff. And same with the other one, whose name is Forgets Me at the Moment, but Emma's been obsessed with her lately. And she was like, this isn't her best film. But I thought they were great. Oh, and it has uh, Hux in it. <laughs> Brown Gleason. Uh, Charlie Weasley, <laughs> ex Machina guy. That guy's in everything these days, and he's amazing. He's just very good in it. So that, it was it was worth it. It was in this shitty small theater at the Lumina, though. But I had seen everything else in the big screens, and we're just like, well, it's this or nothing. So we watched it. The Lumina was gonna close, which is our favorite little local small theater not far away. But the neighborhood is saving it, and they're gonna turn. They're gonna take it over, and hopefully do some sort of Patreon Kickstarter kind of thing so you can get memberships. I'm very excited about this whole thing. Em and I just did a big survey for it this week, so we're we're excited about that too. Turning to books, I read five books in the last three weeks, and I'm working on my sixth, so I will give you an overview. I read The Second Amendment, a biography by Michael Waldman. Uh, there was, as you know, of course, at least one, God, probably two or three mass shootings since I last spoke to you guys, and it's been bumming me out, and this book was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to really understand The Second Amendment, and I, it's a good book. It, it gives you a good overview, historical context, uh, you know. Uh, he says in the intro, he's like, be warned, there's stuff in here for both sides to find stuff to support their cause. And I think that's true. But overall, it is definitely pretty clear that you can regulate guns. And it's pretty clear that the findings, uh, that last Supreme Court finding that said there is an unequivocal right to own a gun is not well reasoned. I don't think that is going to stand the test of time. But uh, And it gives a history of the NRA and, and sort of the you know, their, their, their 40 year quest to fund research and, and court and legal findings and legal papers to support this. And it's all self-referential and all, they all feed off each other and they're very ill-conceived. It's a good book. It's a quick read. I strongly recommend it if you are as upset about gun violence as I am. Uh, then I found a, I was going through my time hop and I saw a question I had. Has anybody read this book? Because I have so many questions and I was like, what is that book? And I was like, oh, right. It's called Ongoingness by Sarah Manguso and it's a book written on a sort of a, a memoir written by a woman who's an obsessive journalist and as you know i am an obsessive journalist as well and i'm looking for female authors so i was like oh my god i have to read this right now i can't believe i forgot about it so i read that it's a very quick read uh, it's sort of about her wrestling with the meaning and purpose of her having a journal in her life and and on that level i can sympathize but it, uh, beyond that i mean she's written almost as much as me she's written eight hundred thousand words i'm over like 1.1 or 1.2 million now so i'm ahead of her but you know, same range, same order of magnitude. But beyond that, it's like we're very different in sort of our motivations for it. Like I use it sort of like cognitive talk therapy and she's more like her, she very much views hers as a compulsion there, you know, like intermingled, intertwingled with reality. If she didn't write things down, they never happened. And it was kind of very, very interesting. You know, I mean, there are other major journalists out there that have large journals and I used of course, who I'm obsessed with. And I think hers is, was in my old days more similar, but now mine is much more like work and notes and baby. Whereas, you know, hers didn't change beyond like passion and love, feelings, things like that. Uh, but we do both can sort of catalog the interesting people we meet and talk to. Hers are just much more famous than mine. Uh, and then, of course, there's another one, which is My Struggle by Carl Newt Ovengard or whatever his name is. I've never read that, I, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to at some point, probably next year. Uh, next year, I think, is going to be the year of long books, and I'm going to read My Struggle and all those other long books I've never read. So... 
Yeah, but uh, it was good. It was very moving, her book. And I actually almost cried a little bit. And she just had a baby in the book, too. So I definitely bonded her with that, that whole part. And then I finished that when I was in New York three weeks ago. And I was like, well, this is annoying. All my books by women are at home. I only have these books in my Kindle. But I guess I'm going to suck it up. And I, I just pick one. So I made a fatal error. And I picked The Three-Body Problem by Liu Xixin. I can't possibly pronounce his name correctly. But everybody told me it was like the greatest science fiction of the last 20 years. And I was like, Oh my God, I was blown away by the first one. I read it in one day. I couldn't stop. I was obsessed. It was fantastic. And so I immediately, I had bought previously all three of the books. It's a trilogy as one book on, on the Kindle. So, I mean, just that night, I just started the next one called The Dark Forest, which was also amazing. And then I finished over the course of like a week. I think I read all three of these in a week and I finished Death's End, the third book in the series, uh, probably about a week ago now. And they're fantastic. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the wall facers. I just think it's the greatest concept ever. It's really amazing. But I did notice a thing too, like Kindle books. I've bought like multi-book Kindle volumes before. Like I have the Madeline Langle one for Wrinkle in Time, all five books. And the chapters are never right. They're okay sometimes for the first book and then they just go to shit. And I wonder if it's a thing with Kindle because it just never works. Like if it doesn't really do sub-chapters well, I feel like I should know this because I've published like three books on Kindle, but uh, I don't really know. So that's kind of one little thing I noticed. Um, Death Send, the third one, I didn't like as much. The physics was amazing. The sort of where we are as a, where we could go as a species, what's going on in space, you know, the dark forest concept. I don't want to ruin all this for you. was all amazing, but I just had problems with the plot points at the end, the last 50 pages or so of the last book. I, I feel like was wrapped up in a weird way needlessly and it kind of bummed me out. I mean, because everything else about him is, is a bummer anyway. So... <laughs> I mean, not, not to get you wrong, it's not like it doesn't end without hope or anything, but uh, it was just like, what? Why did they do that? What? 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 Yeah, I, was a little, I was a little annoyed by the end of it, but all in all, those books were fantastic. I can't recommend them strongly enough. They are fantastic. And then luckily, my wife was like, hey, Obama's reading list came out. And it's got like a bunch of books by women on it. I was like, oh, thank you. So I found one on there called Lab Girl by Hope Jaran that I'm reading now, which is sort of the an autobiography and pay on to science by this very successful biologist named Hope Jaran. And it is fantastic. I mean, I won't talk, I'll talk about it more next time, but I've because I've only read about half of it so far, but my God, I love it. Oh, and I forgot when I was in New York, I saw Noah Breyer, one of my old coworkers, two different jobs we've worked at together. And, uh, I was telling him about my woman book quest this year and he's like, Oh my God, my three favorite books are all written by women. And I'm like, well, so are mine, but I've already read them. But, uh, he's like, I'll send them to you. And they're books he's talked about a lot. And he, so he's sending me that list and I'm very excited because I've been meaning to read those cause he loves them so much, but I've been putting them off cause I probably sexistly thought that they were written by men, but they weren't. So I'm like, great. I can read these books that he loves. And I got like three interesting books by women. So I'm very excited because the dark forest stuff, I think I'm like 50, 50 now. I, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really focus on women's books for a while now work is going great uh i did a bunch of crazy gdpr stuff for our clients had a crazy long talk with our council and the council of a potential client in europe that's very big and it was really intense but it turned out really great we're spending a lot of time sort of getting better at onboarding pubs and our account services and our sort of you know solutions engineering stuff like that just being a good good vendor to our clients uh revenue is increasing slowly on nimbus but it's going up so that's good got a board meeting in a couple weeks uh yeah it's going good i'm into work it's a good time 
And then projects, the album is going great, but I really, I hit a point where I was like, I need my instruments and I need a better mic and I need to watch a bunch of tutorials. So the other thing I've been doing over the last few weeks is I've just been reading a t- or watching a ton of YouTube tutorials. I'm obsessed with this guy on YouTube called Music Tech Help Guy, who's like literally a hundred logic videos and I've probably watched half of them now. And it's just, I have him to thank for that I'm, that I'm even working on this album. Like all the things that I thought were obstacles have been fixed. I learned how to map the sliders and controllers on my MIDI controller to sounds and synths. I learned how to use the Logic remote so I could have my iPads. I'm not running across the room after I hit record. I learned how to comp vocals. I learned how to do auto tunings. I learned to like all the, how to do better effects, how to mix vocals, how to use compressors, how to use all this stuff. It's just fantastic. That guy's the greatest. I'm, I'm obsessed with him. I'll probably have to send him some money at some point, but uh, man, I got to tell you, I've watched probably 50 hours of YouTube videos of logic help in the last three weeks and it's amazing and then the other project that you know i'm still i'm journaling every day and i've actually provided i write today which i'm going to do right after this i have made every day for the last two months so 60 days in a row of 70 750 words that's like 40 50,000 words so that's pretty exciting that's pretty exciting for three weeks again i'm so sorry i I just got really obsessed with the studio and i had to take the desk apart last weekend so then i couldn't record and it's all my fault but uh i'll put us a video a little tour of the studio in the next few days so that'll be pretty pretty exciting and thank you so much for listening i missed you guys i hope you're doing all right hope you're having a lovely holiday weekend and i'll talk to you guys soon take care